Hello and a warm welcome as you join us on Search for Truth. It's great to have your company and today we have the eighth and penultimate talk in our present series called Would You Also Go Away? If you've been following the series, you'll know that Brian's been taking a deeper look into the issues surrounding our allegiance to the Christian faith and the Lord's teaching for his disciples. Today's talk continues this theme and it's called The Bleating of Sheep. So, now to Brian. Thanks, John. Samuel would never forget the first time he ever set eyes on Saul. The day before that meeting, God had spoken to the prophet Samuel and told him he was going to send to him, on the very next day in fact, the future king of Israel. And when Saul came and approached Samuel in the city gate, he really did look every bit the kind of prince you might expect, for he was tall and handsome. But Samuel would, I think, be just as impressed by his attitude. For Saul was a humble young man, one who freely confessed his lowly origins. Before they parted company on that first meeting, Samuel had anointed Saul with oil, which was the ritual that marked out Saul as the one who was going to be the future king. But when the actual day came for Saul to be announced to the people as king and presented to them, no one could find him. Far from being someone to promote himself, he appeared to be very reluctant to take on such a responsibility. The first test of his leadership came early on in his reign when he met the challenge of rescuing a besieged city. At that time there were those who thought others who doubted Saul should be put to death, but Saul refused to allow that to happen. Again, that was good. But then came a bigger test when, as is recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 13, the Philistines assembled to fight with Israel. The men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were hard-pressed. Then the people hid themselves in caves, in thickets, in cliffs, in cellars, and in pits. And some of the Hebrews crossed the Jordan into the land of Gad and Gilead. But as for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. Now he waited seven days, according to the appointed time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal and the people were scattering from him. So Saul said, Bring to me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. As soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him and to greet him. But Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattering from me, and that you did not come within the appointed days and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash. Therefore I said, Now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, for I have not asked the favour of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, for now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not endure. This was the first of two distinct instances when Saul disobeyed the Lord. On that first occasion, Saul seems to have been driven by fear and impatience. The next time he disobeyed is found two chapters later in 1 Samuel chapter 15, when God told him through Samuel, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. 
how he set himself against him on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and utterly destroy all that he has and do not spare him, but put to death both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. And then we read on to find that Saul came to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the valley. So Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as you go to Shur, which is east of Egypt. At this point we're thinking, well done Saul, you seem to have got it right this time. And sure enough, when Samuel comes to see Saul after the battle, Saul says to him, I have carried out the command of the Lord. But then Samuel says, what then is this bleating of sheep in my ears? You see, what had really happened was that, in the words of the Bible, Saul had captured Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag with the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs and all that was good and were not willing to destroy them utterly, but everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. With that second act of sinful disobedience by Saul, the Lord withdrew his favour. Samuel informs Saul that God has now rejected him from being king. But before Samuel finally turned away, for he never saw him again, he gave Saul this explanation of why God had rejected him. He said, and this is 1 Samuel 15 and verse 17, Is it not true, though you were little in your own eyes, you were made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are exterminated. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but rushed upon the spoil and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Then Saul said to Samuel, I did obey the voice of the Lord and went on the mission on which the Lord sent me, and have brought back Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took some of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the choicest of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Samuel said, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Notice how Saul at first protests his innocence. Then he blames the people. Finally, he adds the gloss that the intention was good. It was to offer the plunder as sacrifices to God. Even if we take this at face value, what it really is saying is that Saul, and perhaps the people, thought they could improve on God's command. God had said, take absolutely no plunder, destroy it all totally. This was because God remembered the treachery of the same enemy people and what they'd done against Israel shortly after God had brought Israel up out of Egypt. So it was a case of take no prisoners, no plunder of people or livestock, but destroy everything, destroy absolutely everything. God had made this very clear, but Saul had decided 
that rather than doing exactly that, they'd save the very best things to sacrifice them to God. So Saul appeared to think he'd had a better idea than God. This reminds me of an illustration I once heard someone share during a Bible study many years ago. He told of a father who told his young daughter on no account ever to cross the busy main road. Sometime later, on the occasion of his birthday, he was delighted to receive a birthday gift from his daughter. However, his joy was tempered when he realised that she defied his instruction and crossed the main road to buy that present in the shop on the opposite side of the road. Now he has mixed emotions. For sure, there's delight at his daughter's thoughtfulness. But when he thinks of how she's gone against his word, it's a delight that's mingled now with disappointment, hurt, and even some anger. The point of that story when I first heard it was to try to illustrate a situation like the one King Saul had got himself into, one in which a person does something to please God, but in the process of doing it, that person also commits an act of disobedience against God. It may be tempting for us to do what we think will please God, but are we not actually doing what we please? It becomes hard to defend against that if the way we're claiming to serve God is contrary to the plain word of God as found in the Bible. While not advocating any form of legalism, how could we begin to justify any course of action that departs from God's word, whatever lofty motivation we may claim? As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 3, And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. And what is the true, infallible test of our love for the Lord? Jesus answers, John 14 verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Thank you for your talk today, Brian. And uh, it's obvious from the story and from our hymn that it's not always easy to trust and obey, uh, to walk in the 
uh, light of God's word, as the hymn says. And when we do so, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Now, there's a reminder of all that's been said in this series in the form of a transcript booklet of all the talks. So you may find it helpful to have a copy. If you'd like one, or more than one, for group Bible study or to pass on to friends, make sure to let us have your postal address and ask for the title, Would You Also Go Away? Now, you can download our booklets via the internet or you can order by email or by post. And first, I'll give you the postal address. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. And now, here's our email address. It's sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, if you want to, you can download MP3 versions of the programmes and uh, also podcasts of some past programmes. Just uh, go onto your computer to www.searchfortruth.org.uk and uh, at this website you can also access additional helpful material. Now, some titles of Search for Truth booklets are also available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle ebooks. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and then you can uh, access them. And more back copy titles are constantly being made available, so it's um, profitable to visit uh, from time to time. And finally, thank you for your uh, company today. It's been a pleasure, and do join us next week if you can. But for now, it's very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, our technician David, our singers and me, John. So goodbye and may God richly bless you.